Welcome back to the Get Unstuck and On Target podcast. I'm Mike O'Neill with Bench Builders, and we're business coaches who love to help leaders get unstuck and sleep better. In this podcast, we're talking with thought leaders to uncover tips to help you break down the barriers that may be keeping you or your business stuck. Joining me today is Nicole Chirska. Dr. Chirska is a scientist turned coach who helps women in science and tech get noticed in their company and gain the recognition that they deserve so they can achieve their next career level with total ease. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, Mike. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think I mentioned to you a past podcast guest, Sarah Averum, gave me your name. And she said, mm -hmm. based on this podcast, she said, I think Nicole would be a great guest. And uh, when I reached out to you, I agree wholeheartedly. Let me share a little bit more about you. And that is, I described you as a scientist turned coach. But as a scientist and positive psychology coach, Nicole helps her clients strategically turn their career frustrations into a renewed love for their work. Her coaching firm is called Into Action Coaching. I love the title of that. We at Bench Builders work closely with HR departments of all size. And regardless of the size, the issues of equity and diversity and inclusion are recurring themes. And that is something I want to pick up on. And that is, Nicole is an expert on this topic, but beyond succession planning, beyond equity, beyond diversity and inclusion initiatives, I would like us to spend our time together kind of wrestling with this question is, what else should either we as leaders be doing or as listeners be doing to really support women in our organizations? Yeah, I mean, if I may add to this, it's, I'm not really an expert on the organizational level, diversity and inclusion and so on. That is, there are plenty of other really great experts on this. But for me, it's really the point, what we're exactly going to talk about today, you know, when we have the good policies in place, and when we have done all of the awareness trainings, and whatever you want to implement as an organization, and then you still find there are no women coming through the pipeline, you know, as quickly as you might want to, then there's something else going on. And that is really what I'm, that's what, what's my jam, basically. Yeah. So what I'm fascinated by is how do we, how do we help women and men and anyone basically who wants to grow and is curious about developing themselves? How do we help them? get unstuck and get moving. And uh, yeah, so that is, that is what I really love doing. I love that term. This is my jam. And I know you, this, the setting in which you describe that, but what I'm also finding is that sometimes this idea of, you know, we need to be promoting more women. We need to be doing these things. We, we, we slap labels on it. And in reality, what happens, it gets all gummed up. And the question really is, is are the things that we know we should be doing, are they working and why not? And I think what I would like to learn from you is you are offering practical guidance, both individually and to organizations to kind of help them. This is your jam 
So what are the kinds of things that you recommend that we pay attention to? Yeah, so this is really, this is where maybe a little bit of a lag comes in. Let's say you're really good as a company on policy and you have the best of intentions of helping women, you know, progress in their careers and you still find they don't, they don't seem to show up. And there's really this, you know, this lead sometimes maybe forget to work on is how do we build up their confidence or help themselves build up their confidence and all of those other things that we can talk about today. Because just because the opportunity is there doesn't mean from one day to another, a woman forgets that she felt intimidated and excluded and not good enough for, you know, the remainder of her life. And, and we'll just jump onto that. So we have to you know, learn how to lean into those opportunities and how to seize them. And that is, yeah, and that is what I'm really all about. And this is really the first element that I would suggest is that what women need to learn is to learn to believe in themselves. And I remember for myself, when I did my PhD, I did it in the industry. And I came up against so many barriers or limits where I just didn't know, you know, am I on the right track or it's like I'm doing this for one and a half years now. I don't have any substantial data or this seems to be leading nowhere. And then I often felt so bad about myself. And the one thing that helped me pull through more than anything else was really knowing that my boss believed in me no matter what. And he never deviated from that. I never had any, any moment of doubt, even when I fell short of expectations or when I made a mistake. And so that is something that you can really do as a leader, show that you truly believe in the capabilities, in the drive that your employees have, all of that. But at the same time, how do we help people uncover their strengths and their passions? How do we help them embrace their quirks? You know, all of those things that make them unique. And, you know, to, so that they really can show up and feel, feel safe enough to show up. So one thing is about creating the culture and the space in the room for that. The other thing is, you know, helping people, you know, get away or get over this, this shyness and insecurity, but learn to embrace themselves and who they are. Yeah, that is, that is one of the first things for me to really start at. Nicole, I know that one of the niches that you tend to work are women who are in STEM roles, science, technology, I guess it was that engineering and math roles. You know, you have a PhD. You clearly are accomplished from an academic standpoint. But what you said was it starts with belief in yourself. Do you find that folks who have even advanced degrees, who are very accomplished in their research capability to defend a dissertation, do you find that sometimes in the actual workplace, their self-confidence, in fact, does lag? Oh, yes. Like no one is bad. We're all humans. <laughs> and yeah, and I actually, that is something that you know, I talk to these women regularly and that is what they share with me, that there are obviously certain things when it comes to the technical elements, you know, they, they are very well versed in their field and they really know what they're doing. But when it comes to sharing this openly in a meeting 
or going out and bringing their new ideas, you know, where you're still a bit unsure, will this work out? Will this be like that super valuable? What will people think? And so on. Then no matter what degree you hold, it can happen that you, that you let your negative self talk stop you from that and your and, and yourself doubts and all of that and yeah so it really has nothing to do with the educational training that you had before okay let's go about let's talk about this negative self-talk mm-hmm. i'm reading a book right now called chatter and the premise of that is we allow this chatter to get in our head and it's that negative self-talk why are we and women in particular prone to chatter, to this negative self-talk? It is a fascinating topic, isn't it? So for one thing is it keeps us, okay, that is my suspicion, yes? So I don't, I don't own the truth on this. It keeps us, it keeps us safe and leveled. Mm. So at least that's also how I relate to it because then I don't overpromise and thereby disappoint someone maybe i also don't i also i also won't annoy people when i am super proud and super happy about things so it's almost and this is you know as we grow up because just think of children i mean no as all children when you look at them it's like they can come to you with the most it's like you don't you don't even know what it is on the sheet of paper but they're so proud of the drawing that they made it's like look at me look at what i did and somewhere along the way when we grow up we lose that and girls much more than boys simply because of how they're socialized and how they're raised you know to be modest to be you know keep to themselves and to like let let others shine and and it doesn't even actually that reminds me i have even been told that you know in my corporate career by another woman no less you know i was really i was super engaged i was in the project I was contributing I was and that is just me you know and it's like when I'm fascinated by a topic then I just give it my all and then she once took me aside and said you know what Nicole you need to give other people an opportunity to shine and while that is true but what it sounds like is it's like stop it you know take yourself back whereas during the conversation, maybe it's her role as a leader to like listen to me and then address that other person. So there we are again, you know, it's like, how do we help that other person that isn't as, I mean, that might be just as enthusiastic, but, you know, isn't prone as prone to jump in and share everything. Maybe they're a bit more insecure. So I don't know if this is the right thing to say right now and so on. How do we help that person feel safe? without stopping the other person in and demotivating them on the way. I got you. So one thing you've kind of stressed is it starts with us individually. And that is we have to believe in ourselves. And you mentioned two illustrations. One example was someone who pulled you aside and her recommendation to you was let others shine. But you mentioned in another situation by which your boss had a strong belief in you. And I guess as I'm stepping back, and these are two similar situations, but what a powerful difference uh, that can make. So we're, we're appealing to leaders in this podcast. 
if leaders are listening to you right now and they're saying, okay, the first thing that she's saying is help the people I lead believe in themselves. What might we do as leaders to foster mm -hmm. that sense of self-confidence and the people we lead? Mm -hmm. So one thing that you should get really good at as a leader is spotting strengths. So, and going beyond, or oh, you are so well organized or you are always on time. It's like, so these are not really, I mean, they don't, they don't resonate as much. However, if you, if you notice in what your employees are doing, let's say, for example, somebody shared a new half-baked idea in a meeting, then you can say to them afterwards, you know what, when you step forward and you shared that idea, even though you didn't know if this will work out, I really saw the strength of courage and bravery in you. This is how it shows up for you. Or then another person, you know, who, who always manages to create a great atmosphere in a team meeting, you know, because they have a funny story to tell or they read a great joke that day that they share and so on. Then you can say to them, so, you know, you really, you really help us create that positive mood that makes us also creative. So I really see the strength of humor, humor in you. So spotting strengths and then actually telling people, I see that strength in you when you do this. That is something, oh, you should see people who, who do that. Or, or who hear that and how they light up. And it's like, <laughs> I sometimes even did that. So we once ran internally a strength spotting challenge. So we had a set of cards printed out for every, every team member with 24 different strengths. And the challenge was that they should be attentive to you know, where they saw the strength popping up. And I once went and gave those strengths cards to very senior leaders and you know, they blushed when they heard like, oh, I see the strength of teamwork in you. I, I see the strength of authenticity in you. I saw, saw the strength of so, social intelligence or leadership or whatever it is in you. And it just, it, is, it just feels so elevating, both for the person who hears it, but and also for the person who says it or who delivers the message. So get good at spotting strengths. At the same time, help people to learn to embrace their quirks. So obviously we don't want to go overboard with our weaknesses, but we also don't need to fixate on them and make sure every weakness, you know, gets kind of like gets eradicated, but we want to learn how to embrace that as part of our unique self. So for example, for someone who in a negative description might come across as standoffish, you know, then it is easy to say, you know, you need to be more approachable and you need to be more warm and, you know, and fuzzy maybe. So, you know, if we want to go to the polar opposite, but if we wanted to force that person to develop in this direction, that would feel so not like them. And they, they would feel, you know, it, it just would drain a ton of energy because they have to force themselves to be like someone who they are not. And so instead of learn, helping them to reframe that okay so instead of saying you're standoffish say, oh you are very professional but mind you can you use one of your strengths to still you know make sure people want to work with you well so these are really two of the first things that I would start as a leader spotting strengths and helping people to embrace their quirks 
I like the term you use with quirks. Let's go back to the spotting strengths. So your advice to us as leaders is if you're leading others, you need to be mindful is that everybody does have strengths, but just to spot the strengths and, and put a label on it is not enough. What you're encouraging us to do is when you've identified a strength is to give the people you lead specific examples where you have seen that strength being used. Now, you're cautioning us not to totally ignore the weaknesses, or I like what you call it, the quirks, but keep a sense of balance. And if you have to err, err on the side of strengths. So we've been talking about leading others. And in particular, we've been talking about when you are leading women. I know that your consulting practice is you work a lot with individual clients, women in particular who are in the STEM roles. Why don't we kind of shift that gear? And that is, as you step back and look at, at women and what they're experiencing, what might be the things that you find consistently emerge from these conversations, these coaching conversations that are recurring themes, things that you're really encouraging individuals to pay attention to? Mm. So one thing that actually funny enough, just before our conversation right now, I had a, a workshop with four amazing women, but the one thing that they all had in common or that they all mentioned was, oh, I need to get more visible. Somehow, you know, I'm doing great work and within my immediate team, they also know this, but I'm not visible enough you know, to then be top of mind when it comes to, you know, putting people on a new project or even for succession planning, things like that. So that visibility piece. And again, here, it's about how do we think about this? And oftentimes what women find or when I listen to them is what they say is, okay, yeah, but getting visibility is just, you know, being show-offy everywhere of what I have accomplished. And it is true that this is one thing that we shouldn't be shy about, you know, talking about our achievements and what we have done. And, you know, like the last milestone in that big project or just anything. So sharing our achievements. But again, here we can get a bit more creative. And that's also what I advise them, you know, also talk about the things that interest you. Because leaders, when you hear that, you clock that, you know, you don't even have to take a note. But if you if you keep hearing from a person that they are interested in whatever artificial intelligence or that they're interested in new product development or things like that, then and this is not the core of their role right now. And then you have, you know, your the meetings on your level and you notice there's a project coming up, then you know oh, this person is interested in that. They want to learn more about this. And so why don't I recommend that person to be as a learning opportunity part of this project? So speaking about our interests and our passions, and this is also, you know, when we when we really come alive and this builds a much nicer human connection than when we just like robot-like say, like, okay, these are all my achievements of the month. So what we're interested in, talking about our strengths, you know. So again, it's like learning for ourselves to identify them and to give them a name and an example. So we can, we can say, okay, so one of my strengths is actually honesty. And that is why in tough project discussions, when we're talking about potential risks, 
I really thrive because that's when we can, we can get real with each other, you know? And again, it brings it so much more to life than when somebody just says, oh, I'm just good at risk assessments. And aspirations, you know? So really have an idea of where you want to go or not even like, you know, your five-year plan because five years ago, I had no idea I was going to be where I am right now. You know, that is sometimes... It's a bit abstract, but have a sense of, you know, what could be the next thing? What, what would you like to learn next? What would you like to contribute next? Is there something in your line of sight that is intriguing to you? And uh, it's not even about going to your boss and being obnoxious about it and saying, like, you must, you must put me on that next project. But just saying regularly, okay, I'm interested in this and I would love to develop my skills in that area a bit more. So when the next project comes up, I'd love to be considered. And you just keep, you know, consistency is key here. You know, you just keep mentioning those things in the situations where, it's, where it fits. And yeah, that is a really good thing to start building your visibility, not where you have to speak to an audience of 500 but you use those everyday situations where you're talking to people and yeah and you just you just get known for what you like for who you are for what you're experienced in for what you can do for what you, for what you want to do you know as i'm listening to you and i shared with our listeners that you are a coach and therefore you work one-on-one, you work with teams, you work with organizations, but in your working one-on-one with clients, would you share maybe an, an example by which maybe one of your clients got stuck and how did you help them get unstuck? Mm-hmm. So there are many different coaching techniques of how we can, of how we can go about basically helping people find their own path. Yeah. Because there's, so much wisdom inside of us but often if we just fixate on that on that one puzzle piece that's missing we don't see all of the other stuff that there is and this is what coaching is really all about asking really good questions in a structured way so that people can uncover this you know the solutions that fit to them personally for themselves so i remember there was one there was one client and she wanted to build a bit more of an expert reputation and she wanted to do that by speaking up more in meetings and really voicing her opinions maybe also constructively challenging others all of those good things and so what we basically there are a few steps to this coaching technique that we then use so first of all we defined on what would good look like So that's the one thing that you can always do for yourself. Okay, I really want to have more of this. That's the first trick, by the way, not to look at what do I want to have less of, but what do I want to have more of? What do I want to grow? And define what that looks like in an idea, in a 10 out of 10. What does that look like? And then the next thing, what we, what we did was, this was a bit of a creative coaching technique. We had a little role play. So she would pick three experts that she would hypothetically interview and one of them was her sister one of them was Rosalind Franklin and one of them was Barack Obama and then basically we did that role play and she would step into the role of her sister or of Rosalind Franklin or of Barack Obama and I would talk to her so hello, Rosalind, you know, so I have that client and this is her issue and this is what she wants to get better at and what would your advice be? And then she would just, she was so in her role in, at that moment, she would really come up 
that with advice that actually that person might have actually given herself. And then you have from three people, you get at least five to seven. So you end up with at least 15 tips. And then we went back and said, okay, now we have all of those options that would help you to speak up more in meetings and how you can go about it. And then she would just pick the ones that fit the most for her. And then the most important thing to round up that coaching session is to form an action plan. So, so really concrete plan. What are you going to try next? And when are you going to do it? And what are you looking for? So to make a really like almost a little contract with yourself that all of those insights that you just got, that you really put them into action. Yeah. Nicole, I love the suggestion that you've just shared. And that is if you were to talk to someone who you admire what might they share with you? That is a wonderful way to kind of open up uh, possibilities. And if they, in fact, can really get into that role, it, that's that's phenomenal. I love that that suggestion. You know, I'm speaking to you from the United States. Folks mm-hmm. might notice you have a little bit of an accent. You're in Germany, and I hate to generalize, but the conversation we've had thus far. It sounds to me that the issues that I see primarily in the United States are the exact same issues that you are dealing with in Germany. I know you have uh, U.S. clients as well, but is that an accurate read? Are the kinds of things we're talking about, yes, we speak different languages, yes, we have different cultures, but when we're talking about fostering an environment that encourages women, particularly women in STEM roles, are you seeing the same? Are we more alike than different? Yes, I would say so. So like I mentioned that call that I was on earlier, there was one lady from Mexico, there was one lady from Spain and another lady from from Germany, the same experiences. And I also noticed that, you know, when I have other conversations or when I when I post content on LinkedIn and so on, it is really across the board. So I would I would say is even all of those westernized cultures. And again, I don't want to make like a this is not a scientific assessment here. <laughs> this is this is just the impression that I have they share these issues, sort of, yeah. You know, as we reflect on the conversation we've had thus far, and we've covered a pretty wide variety of topics, if you were to Mm kind of summarize some closing thoughts or takeaways, what might they be? Yeah, so really redirecting the focus on the good things that are already there and what's already working because that is really the nicest place from where we can inspire positive change is to see what works and magnify that so yeah that is why also so that is a key difference for me when it comes to working with people where as opposed to when we're working on processes for examples or you know problem solving these kind of things so that is also something that I really like doing business process improvement the whole lean uh, stuff everything where we really do you know where we start with you know problem statement problem proper analysis and so on and so on and then we define the goal and the solution and all of that if we if we go the exact same way about this when we're talking about people 
then we're spending all of our time on things that drain our energy. But instead, finding those small bits from where growth is possible is a completely different starting point and you accelerate speed you know, much quicker. You know, that is an excellent starting point. Regrettably, we're at almost an ending point at, at, on this podcast time-wise. So if folks want to reach out to you and connect with you online, what's the best way for them to do that, Nicole? Yeah, so come say hello to me on LinkedIn. I love connecting to new people and have those in my network there. Then obviously we have my website into actioncoaching.de, but we're going to put it in the show notes, I suppose. And for all of the women who are listening or just anyone who really wants to learn, twice a year I host a free one week long masterclass series where I bring together really great experts. Everyone generously shares their knowledge. And this is called Women in STEM Reimagined. And again, there's no bouncer at the doors. So even if you're not a woman and even if you're not in STEM, you are allowed to, to join and learn with us. Yeah. And yeah, you can get on the wait list right now. It's coming around every March and September. Oh, that sounds exciting. For those who said, well, how do I get a hold of her? We're going to include her LinkedIn profile link. We'll include a link to Nicole's website. We'll include a number of things so that if you want to reach out to Nicole, she clearly wants to hear from, from us. Nicole, this has been a treat. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us for this episode of Get Unstuck and On Target. We upload the latest episode every Thursday and if you haven't already, please subscribe. You know, life is too short to let business problems keep you up at night. Our coaches love helping leaders solve those tough problems that are holding you back from the success that you deserve. So if you've been listening to my discussion with Nicole and you're realizing that something's keeping you or your business stuck, let's talk. You can go to our website, bench-builders.com, or just go to your browser and type unstuck.show to schedule a quick call. So I'd like to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you've picked up on some tips that will help you get unstuck and on target. Until next time.